Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode 99, CERN and Spiritual Portals, part two. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hello, welcome back to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell here with John Potts. John and I are here to show you the things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. Are you ready to take the red pill, John? Absolutely. All right. We've been talking about CERN. Yeah, we had kind of an interesting end of last week. We started diving into some strange stuff. but Yeah, we did. We were, we were talking about uh, going all the way back to the beginning, and mm-hmm. we looked at angels um, and their influence on man, fallen angels, yeah. and how they taught men, uh, evidently, uh, even through the lineage of Cain, um, Dark things, yeah. dark wisdom, if you will. Uh, that's what led to the world becoming violent and all flesh being corrupt. Yeah. Who knows what genetic mixing was going on, mm-hmm. not only with men, but with animals. With animals, yeah. And so we're calling these episodes CERN and Spiritual Portals. Uh, this is part two because we are going to dig a little deeper into um, Scripture. We talked about what the Large Hadron Collider is yeah. and what they're claiming they're trying to do. Uh, but we're posing the question, is it possible that they are, through these experiments, opening a door to us, mm-hmm. another realm, to dark spiritual wickedness, um, you know, something along that line. Are, are they building the equivalent of uh, the modern-day equivalent of the Tower of Babel so they can reach back out and gain the knowledge that was given by the fallen angels? I truly think they are. Yeah. Uh, I think that we're going to look at that. Why don't we start with that or, or does that indirectly happen by accident? Who knows? Or do the... Do the masters at the top yeah. give the orders? They know what's going on, and the <laughs> physicists are just working on something else, and they accidentally discover it. I don't know. Well, you know, you you've got to have both unwilling, unwitting accomplices, yeah. people that don't know they're being used. Because most, if you think about the left-right paradigm in the world today, uh, the divide and conquer is the strategic plan of the higher-ups. Yeah. The pawns are expendable. Yeah. If they can get them emotionally riled up so we're fighting each other on left and right or black and white or whatever, yeah. whatever they want to divide us, we're distracted from the real man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So that's the diversion, but the real battle is the spiritual warfare. Yeah. So while we're screaming at each other over our political differences, the satanic global elite are pulling the strings. They're the puppet masters yeah. of all the politicians. Both the mentally demented ones and the ones that are still cognizant. And uh, they are the ones controlling the narrative. So are they the ones trying to open the portal? Sure. Or to gain more of the knowledge that was given out in Genesis 6? 
and they're just using the scientists who think that they're trying to prove the evolution or the theory of uh, the Big Bang theory, right? So they're well, just pulling the strings. You, you know, there's a sinister motive behind it because mm-hmm. ultimately you're going to see that the atheist mm-hmm. is going to become extinct because ultimately yeah. the Antichrist will arrive and all the world will worship the beast. Yeah. So there'll be no more God deniers. They're all going to be God believers, but they're going to believe in the wrong God. Yeah. So ultimately, they're expendable pawns, you know. Yeah. And we talked about um, uh, the 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 knowledge that the angels gave to man, uh, evidently in exchange. You know, take our wives, yeah. and we'll give you this for for the wisdom. Well. We discussed, like, according to the Greek mythology, that was the golden age of Atlantis and things like that. Yeah. And in the Bible, that turned into the world becoming corrupt and violent. But to the mythology, that was the time we want to get back to. If we could just get back to the time of the Titans and the time of the gods dwelling with men, yeah. you know, and we have that knowledge. The, I think that the satanic global elite truly believes that that's where we can become again. We can have a new golden age. Their terminology is the great reset. Yeah. Or there's a new term they are introducing now, and it's called, um, I'm drawing a blank now. I actually wrote it down. We're going to make a whole episode out of it. But I can't remember. No, I'm going to have to look that up (laughs) because I don't know what that is. What the term is, it's, uh, let me see. Here's what I'll do. I'll take a moment to look it up because I'll drive myself crazy (laughs) (laughs) if I don't look it up. I wish I'd planned it out a little better. Let's see. We'll go to. Does it have anything to do with the world population? It does. And that that 500, I don't know where that 500 million. From the Georgia Guidestones. That comes from that, right? But doesn't that also come from the uh, World Economic Forum and the Great Reset? They have a number in mind too, right? So does this terminology, rules-based world order. Rules-based. Rules-based. Okay. Whose rules? Yeah. Instead of like, we've got a constitution. You know, other countries have their constitutions. Sovereign nations have their governing documents. Yeah. The New World Order wants to get rid of all the nation-state constitution, especially the U.S. Constitution, yeah. which Biden seems to be happy to get rid of, uh, and, and the left in this country. But the right is helping them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's why I call them demogorgons and reptilians. Uh-huh. They're all evil. Never mm-hmm. forget that, folks. The, the, they're, the Satan can manipulate both parties. Oh, absolutely. And he does. Yeah. Okay. So... This golden age, to me, was uh, the, the lie. It wasn't a golden age. It resulted in corruption. But Satan is a master deceiver. Mm-hmm. So after God destroyed the world in the flood of Noah, mankind starts over again. Yeah. It's not long before he starts to think, hmm, I want that knowledge again because knowledge is power. So a man rises up. And evidently, he's in communion somehow or communication with Satan and his angels because he begins to build the Tower of Babel. Yeah. His name is Nimrod. Yeah. And we come to find out he's a mighty hunter before the Lord. Now, he's not going to be named in the passage, but go with me to Genesis 11. And John will start reading in verse 1. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. By the way, one of the things of the Georgia Guidestones is one language. Interesting. One pure language. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's a monolithic structure, by the way, or was, because as, as I understand, it got blown up. Yeah. Right. So we're going to do an episode about it coming up soon. 
Verse 2, it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And Shinar is Babylon. Okay. Iraq today. <clears throat> and they said let, one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them throughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, what's interesting about this is I don't believe at this time the technology that man had after the flood was sufficient that this tower would have been taller or even close to as tall as one of our modern skyscrapers. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but most evidence is it was something that we call a ziggurat. Yeah. And yeah. similar to a pyramid. And it would it could have been a monumental structure, but it pales in comparison to like the World Trade Center or the Sears Roebuck Tower yeah. or any building in Dubai for that matter, you know, today. So is it the height of the building that got God's attention? I would argue no. Okay. But he said his top may reach unto heaven. So could that be meaning something other than the the elevation of the building? What do you think? I don't know. What, I mean, whose top? Could, if they if they didn't even have the technology to do it or to build a tower that could go to heaven, why would they even think it was conceivable unless something was giving them some kind of knowledge? Yeah. I, th uh, I think you just said you hit the nail on the head right there. That notice it says in verse five, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded, and the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one, unified as in a one-world government. Yeah, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, building this city and tower, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do." And, of course, hmm. the story goes on. He destroyed the, the, confounded the language and just stopped the building of the city. But that implies, you said the word knowledge. Nothing would be restrained from them, which they've imagined to do. What were they doing? They were building a portal to the spiritual wow. realm. Wow, okay. Asking the fallen angels, come back. Give us the knowledge. We'll trade you our daughters, our sisters, our wives, whatever. Yeah, I believe it was all an attempt to regain the golden era. Do you think that they had the knowledge on how to build a portal? Well, I believe through Nimrod's association, because he began the beginning of his um, uh, kingdom was Babel, and uh, Babel is the name of this city. Yeah, and so um, it looks to me that he is a he's a type of the Antichrist in the scriptures. Yeah, so he had some sort of association with a satanic. Uh, force of some kind, and uh, he could have been possessed by one of the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. Yeah, uh, probably Apollyon. Yeah, from the bottomless pit. And we mentioned the bottomless pit. We're going to find out that plays into CERN and spiritual portals. Okay. So let's look at spiritual portals in the Bible. Are there such a thing? You know, we're, we're saying perhaps the Tower of Babel was one yeah. in an ungodly way, seeking dark spiritual wisdom, seeking access to another dimension, starting to sound more and more like the um, objectives of yeah. CERN and the Shiva statue image of destruction and creation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Create a new world, destroy this world and create a new one, a great reset. It all ties in. World Economic Forum huh. 
everything. So go back to Genesis 3. First of all, we can see spiritual portals that are from, are from God. Yeah. Uh, several instances. I'm going to try to go through as quite a few of them to, to make the case here. In Genesis 3, verse 22, after man sinned and ate of the fruit, uh, verse 22 says, The Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. In other words, he now sees what the gods see. Mm -hmm. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever, which evidently man could have done with a sinful body now. Mm -hmm. So imagine having eternal life in a sinful, corrupt flesh. Yeah. That would be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, verse 23, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims, a type of angelic being, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. It could be argued this is a spiritual portal. That the Garden of Eden is no longer here and the Tree of Life is no longer on the earth. We know it's in heaven now. Yeah. But maybe this was like an access point to it or something. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So that's the first evidence. And it must have been something because he had to put cherubims there to guard it. Okay. You know, so yeah. I would argue that whether it was on the earth or not, it was there was access to something spiritual, divine, um, eternal, or at least uh, the idea of eternal life there. And they knew where it was. <clears throat> and they knew where it was. Because otherwise, it wouldn't have to have been guarded. Wouldn't have yeah. needed to be guarded. Great point. Now, go to chapter 5 and look with me in verse 21. Now, remember, we talked last week that one of Cain's descendants was Enoch. In fact, his first son. Mm -hmm. But there's another Enoch that is supposedly the Enoch that wrote the book of Enoch. We don't know that's true because we can't verify that the book of Enoch was, in fact, actually written by yeah. Enoch, you know. But in chapter 5, verse 21, he's mentioned, Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. By the way, Methuselah, his son, lived to be the oldest man recorded, 969 years old. It's pretty old. Pretty old. <laughs> but Enoch was 65 when he first had him. Okay. And then verse 22, Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. A, a solar year is 365 days. Yeah. There must be something to that. You've been talking about wanting to do numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Yeah. Now, that's a strange thing when you read it. He was not, for God took him. So he didn't die. He didn't die. And yeah. in the rest of these genealogies, they die. Yeah. He was simply not. So what does that mean? Well, we, we didn't know until perhaps the book of Enoch. It could have been something that men had. But we go to the book of Hebrews to get the Bible answer for what happens when he's not. By the way, I'm going to interrupt you real quick, but it'll be shorter interruption. Okay. All these guys in the Bible that live like hundreds and hundreds of years, right? And a lot of people ask this, right? I don't know. You've probably gotten this, this question a thousand times, right? Yeah. Oh, these guys live 900 years. That's not possible, but... That could be a great podcast to talk about why people could actually live. What'd you say, Methuselah, nine hundred and sixty-nine? Now, obviously, there's no pollution. Yeah, right. There probably wasn't a lot of disease at that time. True. I, I don't know. Um, you and, know, and perhaps, it, it's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, I'm just throwing we, it out there. I think that's a great idea. We we can talk about that as a that's a great idea for a podcast. But the short answer is, you're right. Uh -huh. um, the the condition of sin 
has not, it's degenerating more and more, the law yeah. of entropy. So as Earth, you know, here we are 6,000 years later or whatever. Yeah. And we're barely living the 75, 80, whatever, you mm -hmm. know, uh, for, for some longer. But uh, they lived longer. And then right, and it's after the flood of Noah, lifespans began to drop dramatically. Well, that's when God said the days of man will be, what, 120 years, something like that, right? So wasn't there a limit set? Well, he said that before the flood, but I don't think he oh, was he referring to the lifespan of mankind. Huh. Okay. I believe he was referring to how many years it would be before he would destroy the planet. Noah oh, was building okay. the yeah, ark yeah. for 120 years. I thought he was talking about the lifespan. Like yeah. He was saying, hey, no, people are no longer going to be 900 years yeah. old. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people say that. And yet many men after the flood lived older than that. You know, uh -huh. Noah lived a long time. Okay. And then you go all the way down to Abraham, and he died at 175 mm -hmm. or something. So, yeah, the term was referring to it would be 120 years in which Noah was preparing the ark. That's right. And he preached righteousness, yeah. you know. Good question. Though. But yeah, let's do that podcast episode okay. about that longevity. I just, I just derailed the whole podcast. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's what's great about having you here. We, we, can, we can discuss these things, and you're giving me great ideas. So, th th And the fact that it's on the record now, I can go back and say, oh, that's right. We're supposed to do this <laughs> podcast. So Hebrews 11 and verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So we have to get to the New Testament book of Hebrews before we understand what it meant that Enoch was not. Mm -hmm. He was translated from the world that we live on now to where the Lord is. Yeah. The Lord took him. A portal. Is Enoch perhaps a type of the rapture? You know, hmm. through all my training in right dividing the word of truth, they, the answer would have been no, never. Because nothing about the mystery is ever in, in prophecy. Yeah. But that's not true. That's, I've proven that to be an incorrect assessment. So uh, we see at least the indirect evidence of a portal of some kind. Yeah. That Enoch went through and was taken up to heaven. And when you read the book of Enoch, again, not to say that we know for sure that it has anything to do with actual Enoch here. But he writes about several strange spiritual journeys that he takes. And in Enoch, it says that God took Enoch. So yep. God is using a portal? Why wouldn't he? A, yeah. And, and, you know, you talked about last week uh, when the angels taught men these things of working in metal and astrology and the mm -hmm. stars and constellations, whatever. Why would they teach it? A makeup even and antimony and, and pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Right. Why would they teach them things that they didn't already know about themselves? The angels had been doing this for millennia, yeah. for all we know. Well, that would include the technology in which they used to travel. So maybe they do have the ability to go through wormholes. In other words, CERN wants to discover a wormhole. Who has that knowledge? Fallen angels. Yeah. Probably God's angels too, but the Christian is content to wait on the Lord for that information. Yeah. But the unbeliever, the, the atheist, the scientist... He wants the knowledge through his own means. Well, Satan's happy to give it to him if it fits his agenda. Right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe, hey, I'll give them that. Instead of exchanging their wives, I'll use their scientific know-how to create a portal that I believe might very well be the key that the angel uses in Revelation 9 to unlock the bottomless pit. So do you think that Satan is using men through CERN to open a wormhole or a portal mm -hmm. to open the bottomless pit? 
And what? why not both? Why not let it be a way to open the bottomless pit? And since we're going to read when we get to Genesis, uh, Revelation 9 that this angel comes down with the key to unlock it. Yeah. Is probably Lucifer. Yeah. And he comes down through maybe the wormhole portal that allows mm-hmm. him to come onto the earth. And hence the other angels that the so, so I guess my question there would be he needs s- for the portal to be open for him he doesn't have that ability already to he needs go back and forth permission yeah because who was given dominion of planet earth Lucifer Satan no you and me oh man Matt, okay the earth he's given to the children of men that never changed okay never changed so Satan doesn't have legal access to the planet without man giving him permission. Hence the ah, reason he okay. works with human proxies. Okay. Because if, it, if they're greater in power than might, if they are these UFOs, if, if Satan has anything to do with that, yeah. we know it's advanced technology. We can't deny it anymore. We know their, their capabilities are beyond anything we have, technologically speaking, that we know of. Mm-hmm. So if angels possess this power, they could take us over in a heartbeat and destroy yeah, the planet. Absolutely. Why wait? They can't. They're limited by the very power <laughs> that they fight against. Yeah. You know? And so therefore, they're looking for legal claim to the planet. That's the reason why the angels took the daughters of men to have children to them that would have some human DNA. And mm-hmm. they overran the planet and dis- and corrupted it completely. They're gonna do the same thing again. I'd or never, at least they I'd never thought of the human connection there. Yeah. That's what it, and it that's, just keeps getting more sinister every it's week. Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It truly is. So I think spiritual portals are real. Uh, mm-hmm. We're seeing examples of godly portals. If we mm-hmm. talk about, um, uh, no, we're seeing an ungodly portal possibly with the Tower of Babel. Yeah, and they were seeking that entrance. So maybe the, I'm likening that to CERN. Okay, and the Collider, uh, but godly portals in Anak going up to heaven. Mm-hmm. In this one in Genesis 28 with Jacob in verse 10. Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows. And every time I read that passage, I have to think, who would want a stone for a pillow? I mean, couldn't he use a log or something? <laughs> a little softer. <laughs> Nothing about a stone says pillow to me, you know. That was the original my pillow, right? <laughs> and he lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Yeah. A portal. Yeah. Right? No doubt. And the ladder, for all we know, could mean, you know, we think of a ladder like you climb the side of the house, but this could be like a stairway. You know, that's what a ladder yeah. was, you know. Yeah. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land, whereon thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And of course, that would become Israel. Mm-hmm. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I'm with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I've done that which I've spoken to thee of. And so that's a beautiful picture of God's providence. But um, it's also a picture. And even though it's a dream, you know, God speaks to men through dreams too. Yeah. And shows reality, you know, shows the spiritual realm, if you want. 
do you think there's any significance to the fact that they're all going up and down in one location? I mean, I, I always yeah. thought that they could just come down wherever they want, right? Right. But in this case, and it's a dream, so that I guess you have to put some interpretation to that. Sure. Uh, and and you have the Lord standing above it. So you have this portal between heaven and earth. Yeah. And the Lord is at the top, and the angels are going up and down. Well, that indicates to me that there's one location. Yeah. And I'll throw out something here. I mean, Ryan Peterson mentioned in his book, uh, not the final Nephilim, the, the judgment, the judgment of, the the Nephilim. Judgment of Nephilim that somewhere around the, the Jordan River, I think it yeah. was, that there was, he was kind of making a case, I'd have to go back and re reread it, but there, he was making a case for that being a potential portal. Yeah. He, in fact, he throw. refers to rivers as being a portal, water, yeah. bodies of water. Yeah. Being and he wasn't far from a river here. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people want to argue that angels came down. In fact, the, the angels that sinned uh, in Genesis 6 came down to Mount um, Hermon yeah. uh, in Lebanon there, or North Israel. Uh, but um, it, so there's it, a portal there. They they think there is, and they that's why it. the UN put their head one of their headquarters up there. <laughs> is there a UN headquarters yeah, in Mount Hermon? Yeah, I think if you research that, wow. you'll see. I didn't know. I'll that. look that up. Yeah. I could be I could be throwing out two crazy. Well, so then theory. we get back to. Well, no, you're saying something important, John, because yeah. then we're getting back to what we call ley lines. Yeah. And monolithic structures all around the world that are somehow connected through ley lines. Mm -hmm. So satanic portals. Or spiritually yeah. wicked portals such as Stonehenge or Machu Picchu or Cairo, you know, where the, know, the pyramids, pyramids are. Yeah. all kinds of All stuff. of that. And and also in Israel and yeah. other places. So, that, yeah, there could very well be a connection to that. Huh. And so maybe an argument could be made, and maybe we should do some research into discovering, is there satanic portals open in these structures of monolithic and maybe CERN is similar? Yeah. In that. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. Since, incidentally, um, the Georgia Guidestones yeah. being in the state of Georgia. You know what else was produced by Georgia from Jekyll Island? Are you familiar with the book The Creature from Jekyll Island? I have been told several times to read that, and I haven't read it yet. Yeah. I, I haven't actually read that particular book by, I want to say, is it? Oh, I want to say Griffin is the author, and I apologize to that author if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, but it was the it's where they founded the Federal Reserve. Yeah, 
And those men were all part of the satanic global elite. And it was essentially the beginning of the end of liberty in America. Because America has to fall. And boy, you could look at all the symbolism of the Pentagon and the pentagram yeah. and the Washington Monument, the obelisk, and all that kind of stuff. And you can get into ley lines. And Laura Sanger, Dr. Laura Sanger, mm -hmm. has a book about that where she talks about the formation of the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. It's it's fascinating. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, back That's to That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, a whole other podcast. <laughs> we got so many things. You know, by the way, we want you to uh, write us, especially if you subscribe to the premium uh, podcast, you've got access to that community forum yeah. in Slack where you can give us ideas. I'm actually throwing up, hey, should we do a, an episode mm -hmm. about this? So your vote can be part of yeah, that. Yeah, you know? give us ideas. Yeah, give us ideas. Cool. So anyway, here we see a portal with Jacob. And then for another example, maybe of, a, of an ungodly portal, we go to 1 Samuel. And the story here, just to kind of summarize it quickly, is King Saul. And uh, he had, um, uh, Samuel was a prophet and he died. And King Saul was about to have the kingdom taken from him and given to David. And uh, he had banished all of the witches out of the land. <clears throat> Anybody that had any communication to the other spiritual realm, okay. the dark spiritual realm. And so uh, God would no longer speak to him and wouldn't use the prophets to talk to him like Samuel and who was dead. Okay. So he wanted to know, and, and God had turned his back on him. I'm sorry, you're done. You know, David's going to be king. What was so, the knowledge he was looking for again? He the, wanted to know? He, he wanted to know what his fate was. Oh, okay. Because God was no longer talking to him. God made him king yeah. of Israel in the beginning, and then he disobeyed the Lord, so God stopped talking okay. to him. So after Samuel died, he had no connection to get words from the Lord. So he goes to find a witch that will bring Samuel up from the dead. Okay. So he could... You imagine to talk to him. Didn't one of the the Kardashians just marry a guy that spoke to their dad or something like that? <laughs> Who knows? Very likely. Very likely. So in First uh, Samuel twenty eight, look with me in verse seven. And then said Saul unto his servant, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, which means she communed with satanic uh, demons. You know, with the, okay. With so the, she's a. Uh, a medium. She's a medium. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And by the way, Endor is interesting because I don't think you're old enough to remember there was a TV show in the 60s called Bewitched. Yeah. Samantha yeah. Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Did the nose thing. Yeah. Remember what her mother's name was? Who was also a witch? No idea. Endora. Okay. They got it from here. Huh. The Witch of Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. So obviously she's got a reputation for being able to do this. And she has a familiar spirit, which so means she's able to commune with a demon, yeah. an unclean spirit. On a the, regular basis, yeah, it sounds like. Evidently, one of the disembodied spirits of the giants. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul sware to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall be no punishment happen to thee for this thing. So he's assuring her, Look, I promise you, Saul's not going to kill you if you do this for me. Because okay. he is Saul. Yeah. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And she said, he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. 
And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. So in other words, it's almost as though, was she a con the whole time? Or was she actually seeing something that she never thought she'd see before? Instead of just seeing demons, she actually sees Samuel. Yeah. And somehow that's revealed unto her that this is King Saul in disguise. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Wow. I mean, you got to wonder what she saw. That is bizarre. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. Now, it ends up being that Samuel talks to him and says, Why did you discomfort me, you know, and bring me up? And Samuel says, Sorry, your end is coming. You're going to die, you know. But Uh it shows that she had access to a portal. And I think what she was looking into was Abraham's bosom. Normally, she would probably look into the demonic dark realm. I think the reason why she cried is because God intervened to show something to Saul. Uh, But he intervened to allow her to see paradise. And that's why she screamed because she saw She saw paradise or she saw uh, hell? Well, Abraham's bosom, which is paradise, is in hell. Yeah. It's... In the, the same realm of yeah. as hell, but it's separated, right? Right, okay. and we do a we do a whole series. Before you joined us, we did the three realms there. So you got Hades as the main compartment in the earth okay. of the dead, and within that compartment is the burning place of hell or Gehenna. Mm-hmm. You've got Abraham's bosom or paradise, where Christ went. Yeah, you know, when he told the thief, "You'll be with me in paradise," and then in between, he said, "There's a great gulf fixed," which okay. I believe is the bottomless pit. Wow. That's the portal CERN is trying to open. <laughs> that other dimension is in the earth. You know, yeah. it's not another dimension. It's actually uh, something there. Look at me in Second Kings, and John will go here because this is Elijah. You know, we saw Enoch translated, taken up by God. No description of how he went. He just he was translated. He was there and he was not. Mm-hmm. But Elijah, we get a vision of how he went. And maybe this is how Enoch went, but we don't know. In chapter 2 of 2 Kings, verse 9, we read, And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, which was sort of like, think of this as Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> what, Elijah was the, the master. Okay, and this is protege. is the protege, <laughs> okay. the, the Padawan. <laughs> Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. So the, the point here is that Elijah is saying, I'm about to leave. Mm-hmm. And what do you want me to do before I go? So he wants a double portion of his spirit. Verse 10, he said, thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. So in other words, if you see me disappear... You'll get the double portion. If you don't see me, then you won't get it. What does a double portion mean? Like whatever power that the Spirit of God endowed upon Elijah as a prophet to work miracles and signs. Okay. Elisha wanted twice the power. Okay. Okay. Verse 12, 11. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Now, we read that and we think, okay, yeah, burning horses and a burning chariot. Mm 
Yeah. But could this be a description of some other type of mechanism? Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. a UFO of some kind. And I, I don't put it past the possibility that they were actually glowing horses and a glowing chariot of some kind. And I believe there probably are horses in heaven, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but it also could have been another type of conveyance, and this is the only way that Elisha could have described it. So, and he's not dead right here, right? No. He's alive. and he, he's So alive. he's the second person being taken up yeah. into heaven who has not died, who right? Who has not died. There's that goes Enoch up. And, and Elijah. Elijah. Okay. And incidentally, Elijah is going to be one of the two witnesses that comes back. Okay. So along with Moses. Not Enoch? Not Enoch. Okay. And Moses actually did die. Yeah. He's going to come back too. I was making that connection because there were the two that hadn't died. Yeah. I was going, well, I would have done the, the same two. thing. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. And and I, it makes me wonder, could he not be one of the 24 elders? Yeah. You know, or who knows? That's that's another podcast we can do. <laughs> so let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Now, this is the one that fascinates me the most. Not that it's not fascinating to see a man just disappear or a man go up in a chariot of fire. <clears throat> But Ezekiel's another prophet, and he gets to see God by a river, getting back to Ryan Peterson and the portals there, spiritual uh -huh. portals. But by a river in um, Persia or Babylon, the river Kibar. Okay. And um, he, this is what he sees in verse 4, Ezekiel 1, verse 4. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself. And a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof is the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, so you could see a form of like a human form. Mm -hmm. And everyone had four faces, and everyone had four wings. And their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. Mm -hmm. And they sparkled like the color of burnished brass, implying they're glowing. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides, and they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. So he's describing uh, cherubim. Yeah. Cherubim here, like we saw in the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. guarding the way of the tree of life. <clears throat> and later on, if you go down to the... Um, uh, Verse 25, sorry, took me a minute to yeah, find it. No there was a voice from the firmament that was over their head. So the, what you have to imagine is like four living creatures, and there's they're within wheels, yeah. which could be UFOs of some yeah. sort. And then the firmament above them, some kind of expanse above them, and above that firmament, almost as though they're moving a giant platform, hmm. four flying machines moving a big floor, and on top of this floor, excuse me, is a throne. In verse 25, there, there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and had let down their wings. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. And when you read on, you find out it's God. And so it's like Ezekiel is looking up from the vantage point of the earth near a river, and he sees this thing. He sees a portal into heaven. Wow. The throne of God as he's looking up there. And so the question to be asked is, will portals be used to transport God's saints? Like, is the rapture going to open a portal to go up to heaven? Hmm. And I think it probably is. 
you know. But comparing this here in Ezekiel to Revelation 4, look at the difference here. John describes almost the same thing. The difference being he's carried up to heaven through some portal. Yeah. So try to picture the difference. Ezekiel on the earth, standing next to a river, looking up, seeing these creatures flying in their wheels and a firmament over their head and the throne of God, almost like you're looking up through a, through a vision. Mm-hmm. Almost like Jacob dreamed when he saw the ladder. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> John here, verse 1 of Revelation 4 says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. Well, that's a portal. Yeah. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. In other words, boom, up he goes. Another type of the rapture, if you want. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but there he is. Verse 3, And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. There was a rainbow around about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And I won't read everything here to, to see it, but you'll see that there's four creatures here, and they described almost the same way as the four cherubs yeah. that Ezekiel sees. So the only difference is Christ has since ascended and made way for man to gain access to heaven, and John was brought up to see these things. Yeah. Don't know where Enoch and Elijah were taken, but I'm willing to bet they weren't taken up to the throne room of God until Christ died for sins. Okay. So they would have gone to some location where God could keep them and use them for his purpose you know, and keep them safe and bless them and they're at peace and they're everything, yeah. like Abraham's bosom would be. Okay. Not saying they were there, but they could have yeah. been there. But they were someplace like that. But until the way was paved for man to be up to the throne of God, which was paid through the shed blood of Christ, mm-hmm. there would have been no way for anybody to go up. You hmm. know? So that's why Ezekiel saw it from the vantage point of the earth, in my opinion. And then also John here, it says, immediately I was in the spirit. So he immediately changed from human being to spirit. Yeah. Took on because, some form. Because he went through the portal. Yeah. And in the same way Hebrews said Enoch was translated. Yeah. You know, that could, it, I, I agree with you. It would huh. have been some kind of a change to allow him to see this. He came back mm-hmm. in the same way Paul did. Paul was caught up to the third heaven. Hmm. At one point in his life. Okay. You know, um, in fact, um, let's look in Acts 8. We're going to have to wrap this up because we're going to run out of time again, but that's okay. <clears throat> in fact, I kind of forgot when we started, I forgot to look. Acts chapter 8 is uh, the uh, Philip, one of the seven that the apostles appointed. And in verse 36, mm-hmm. we read, uh, And as they went on their way, there came unto a certain water. <clears throat> And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. By the way, that verse is missing from new versions of the Bible. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, this is a King James version. Oh, good. So now I get to go back and check against <laughs> my, my other version. You can check it and see if it's there because yeah. it's actually removed from some new okay. version. Yeah. Verse 37, verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was founded as Zotus. And so they were in Gaza mm-hmm. when they baptized, and then the next thing you know, out he's gone. The Lord took him away and moved him to another place, Azotus, 
which is in another part of the country. So wow. spiritual portal, a wormhole transporting through God's mechanism, you know, you know, almost like a, a teleportation. I'm almost device. sitting here going, why is that even in the Bible? That mentioning that he was in one place and all of a sudden he, the next moment he's in another, yeah. other than to show us that there are portals. Absolutely. I, I think I, it I mean, was. there's no other reason that I can think of unless you know something, right? That that no, verse agree. would even be there. It's showing us that God uses a, a, a technology, if yeah. you don't let me use that term, that we don't understand. And man wants that technology without him. Mm-hmm. But the only source for the true wisdom is the Lord, you know? So we can figure out what CERN is doing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> CERN is trying to... Uh, circumvent the Lord yeah. and gain access to spiritual powers, yeah. in my opinion. And uh, let's see, I forgot to check to see when we started here. Um, but I think we got time. Let's okay. go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Because I just mentioned Paul a second ago. And um, Paul was actually stoned and left for dead at Lystra. And, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, they, it, through persecution, they, they stoned him and walked away believing he was dead. I personally believe he probably did die, and he experienced the rapture in that moment. And so that's a picture for me, and maybe a type, of what happens to the believer when they die. You know, should they not experience the rapture, they will experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but anyway, Paul says in chapter twelve, verse two, I knew a man in Christ above fourteen years ago, and whether in the body I cannot tell, whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth. Just like you said earlier about John being in the spirit, you yeah. know, I can't tell. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. So we know there's three heavens. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. And I'm not interested in the unspeakable word so much as the catching up. Mm-hmm. That word caught up is the same word that we use for the rapture. So Paul experienced the rapture. You know, you don't have to turn there, but First Thessalonians 4. But he's saying whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. He doesn't yeah. know if he was dead or alive. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, exactly. And I think he died. And he came back to life because the Lord wasn't ready for him. But he, mm-hmm. but he brought him up for this revelation. You know, he allowed him to die to come up to experience what he would then later write about when he told us, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I'm quoting the first Thessalonians four only to make the point that the word caught up there is the exact same word. Okay. That that Paul said he was caught up to the third heaven. It is the Greek word harpazo. And it okay. means to seize, carry off by force. It's a snatching away. It's almost like a violent taking, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, in fact, we use the word rapture, which is not in the Bible, but it's from the Latin. So mm-hmm. it's the Latin version of this Greek word, and it's the root of the word. The root is rape. Okay. And we call birds of prey raptors. Yeah. You know, hawks, uh, eagles, whatever. They because they swoop down and they seize the prey. You know, mm-hmm. so. Harpazo has the idea of taking almost like in the nick of time. Okay. Maybe things are going to get so bad before the Lord takes the church out that we go out like that. Wow. Yeah. And when when it happens, it's interesting because uh, there's the voice of the archangel, the shout, the trump of God. Does that open this portal? Yeah. And do we go up to meet the Lord in the clouds and in the air? 
Now, to bring this episode to some sort of sense of finality, and I think we might have to make it a part three. Okay. <laughs> Getting back to the uh, CERN and the Large Hadron Collider, it was recently started again. So that's why it's been in the news, like you said. Yeah. And uh, in April of 2022, it started running their uh, particle accelerator again after being offline for three years for maintenance and updates. But what's interesting is it's going to run again for nearly four years. Okay. That's the plan, which brings us to 2026. It's interesting that the Great Reset is referred to as Agenda 2030. Yeah. It makes me wonder, is there a connection? What is the culmination of the Great Reset? I'm wondering if 2030 is the year the Antichrist declares himself to be God, that he'll arrive on the scene. So that means there will have been four years for this portal to have been opened for the beast to rise up yeah. out of the bottomless pit. I'm just trying to put thoughts together yeah. in my head. So we're going to need to talk about the bottomless pit. And um, you know what? I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to stop, step up and look at the camera to see how long we've been going here. Yeah, 45 minutes. Okay. So the next episode will be the bottomless pit. We're going to have to talk okay. about the bottomless pit. I th why don't we do that? Instead of making it part three, we'll just do this next episode after this, the bottomless pit. Okay. How about we do that? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to edit that section out where I got up <laughs> and the camera. So we'll just take from here and say we'll stop here. Okay. And why don't we do just that? We'll save. Uh, we won't even make it a part three. We're going to talk about the bottomless pit and tie it back into CERN. I like it. All right. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Well, thanks, John. Absolutely. As Some always, great information. Good deal. And thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, don't forget, um, most of the interviews that we do, like Ryan Peterson and our upcoming interview with Timothy Alberino, will be more than one part. And in order to see part two, you're going to need to see, um, you're going to need to subscribe to uh, Bible mysteries premium podcast but there's other bonus content so don't forget to check it out okay thanks again thanks you guys take care thank you for listening today if you like what you heard share it with a friend if you want to learn more you can go to unlock the bible now that's utbnow.com Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at UTBNow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.